What's up, Who Dat Nation? Thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol podcast. I am your host, Jeff. Nope, I am not your host, Jeff. To the Dome Patrol podcast. Your host Jeff <laughs> decided to I don't, not show up today, even though the Saints actually won a game yesterday. I thought maybe that would maybe that would get him to come on since he wasn't on the Instant Reaction show last night. But he decided to bail, so now unfortunately you're left to hear me talk more than normal. So classic Jeff. So you, you all can thank Jeff for that. Thanks, Jeff. So on this week's regular show, we will circle back and maybe give some additional thoughts on the win yesterday against the Falcons. We'll talk about uh, the upcoming game against Cleveland, uh, maybe just some NFL news because it seemed another team got fucked by the refs. To which point I say, join the fucking club. I, I, I'm not no. sad. You know, it, all, all I was told we should get over it. That's right. That, that's, that's what I was told. Right. So now everybody else can get yes. over it. So uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll go through a round of pickums. Apparently we have a new leader this week in pickums, and maybe give some final thoughts. So with us today, we've got James, Wesley, and Scott. How's everybody doing today? All good, thank you. Good. Ready ready for the blast of cold. It is, yeah, it is it is in the forties and it is raining here, and I'm going to the arena tonight to watch the Pels Bucks. So that is going to be a fun walk from the car to the arena oh, tonight. Yeah. Giannis is really. Have you ever seen Giannis play in person? Yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah. He's, it, he's, as as stupid as it is on TV, him in person is like a whole different thing. Anyway, enough basketball talk. So let's circle back. So obviously the Saints won yesterday. Um, I had predicted that this would be our last win of the season. I still feel that way. With you. Um, and it, it was it was. I mean, the Saints got off to an early lead. They should have won easily, and of course they made it close at the end. But it's still beating the Falcons. We swept the Falcons this year, so it was kind of our Super Bowl considering the way the season's gone. So is there anything else today that we didn't cover maybe on the Instant Reaction show yesterday? Um, Anything kind of jump out to anybody? One thing that we didn't talk about, I don't believe, uh, at least not in detail, was that final fourth and one play – where Taysom fumbled the ball. Just the weirdness and the stupidity of the actual play that was called, where Taysom had been in for several snaps and was never under center the whole game, and you have a center who's been hurt in his first game back, and you put him under center on a fourth down. Like, what sense did that make? I don't don't believe Taysom has taken a snap under center all season. I think it might. It's either the second one of the season or the second one of his career. Um, he, yeah, he does not take um, snaps from under center. And now we know why. I mean, it's I just yeah. That's I don't a mind weird, that's, being under center because I think for fourth and one, like a QB sneak is the play to go. Now the problem is you don't that doing it with a guy that doesn't go out of the snap. Now part part of that is he should probably do more of that overall during the season because. There, there were so many times where it's like third and one, fourth and one, and we go into a shotgun. I'm like, that just makes no sense to me. Just do so you're going on a fourth down to clinch the game. Like, 
now's not the time to try fucking stupid shit like that. Like he's a battering ram. Put him at shotgun, give him a running start, and let him run in, you know, and and batter his way through for the first down. Assuming uh, he was gonna get it. I mean, we've we've had a lot well, of struggles with that. Well, I mean, he's got a better chance of getting it that way than dropping the ball coming out of from under the center. It was it was his first time under center for the first time in two in two years that he's been under center. I mean, and, I mean, and let's just let's just be clear. He also does not take steps and practice under center like that's just not. I mean, let, so let, let's yes, it's the second time in a game or first time in a game in two years. He probably his first time in two years taking a snap under center. And if we go back and look, I mean, I guarantee all the way back to college, he didn't take very many snaps under center in the last 10 years. So, again, back to my original point, it was just a weird, stupid fucking idea to do that play. I mean, I mean, it's the same as throwing a 50-50 jump ball to Taysom Hill on the most important play of the year. And it's the same as throwing a 50-50 ball down the sideline to Kevin White and trying to hit Callaway on a on a you know cro- a crossing route that he is, you know, audibled into that he wasn't expecting 30 seconds or five seconds earlier. Like there's a bunch of, there's this knucklehead decisions. I mean, we can sit there and go, Oh, play design. What's a play design that shouldn't work anyway. I'm sorry. A 50, 50 jump ball to Taysom Hill is not a 50, 50 jump ball. It's look, this is your 2022 saints guys. Just, I just, just, I I just think it's more reason to get rid of Carmichael. Like it's just more evidence to, I, I will say, and I understand everybody's back and forth on Dennis Allen and whether or not we have a leadership group that will get rid of the coach. And I understand people saying they won't. I don't think there's any way Pete Carmichael stays, regardless of anything about. I just, and and I, I mean, people can make that same argument of, well, Mickey's not going to make it. He, Pete Carmichael's not coming back. Like, I just can't see that, um, regardless of what, what happens. Like, I just, that's the little bit of, and maybe it's blind faith or, <laughs> It, it, I shouldn't have that faith in him, but I do have that faith that Pete Carmichael is not going to be here. Just comes back to what I said last week. The fact he didn't even want the job in the first place. So right. this, this season is not going to have changed his mind. So my, my two things that we didn't cover um, Jason is one um, Blake Gillikin is weird where he has some of the best punts you will ever see or, and what's weird this week is typically he has, either the whole game four or five incredible punts or three or four like what the hell's going on does he kick this game he mixed it up with an incredible kick and then maybe the worst kick of his career i mean and i'm saying maybe like it was the worst kick of his career um and i'm not even the distance because it was just a low line drive that's like the worst kick you do from your end zone um so it's i don't know but we're paying him a lot of money coming up um, pretty pretty soon mm. he's going to be set to to make some money and this isn't what we signed up Thomas Morstead's going to have a longer going to still be kicking when Blake <laughs> Gillikin's out of the league I mean at this yeah. at this point it looks like it could happen just a lot more just a lot more inconsistencies a- a- across the board and again if we're going to build this team around defense and I don't know shitty quarterback play which is apparently like it's our <laughs> now our what it's our goal doing. is we're not even trying to change that you got to have a punter that can flip the field from anywhere. Um, and he's just, he's just not that guy right now. It's, it's wild because he's, like I said, he shows it and then he doesn't. It's, and then just the other thing, and like, we didn't get into the details too much of it besides like the, our offensive plays. I mean, like on, on defense, we tried to lose this game twice at the end of the game, too. And 
I, I can't believe none of us, to be clear, none of us under three minutes thought that at 2118 we were winning that game, right? You're like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> like not a, I, to me, it wasn't even a, here we go again. Maybe we're going to, like it was, this is, <laughs> this, this is classic for this season. Like they're going to, there's a blown just, play to Cordero Patterson coming up or Desmond, you know, Desmond Ritter just running down the sidelines slowly with nobody getting close to him, everybody looking the other way. I mean, I kind of knew something stupid was about to happen. I kind of thought for sure they would at least kick the field goal and we go to overtime. Yeah, yeah. I really thought at we least. were getting overtime. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, it, it was just so crazy because, look, they, they ran all over. So I remember 230 yards. I mean, Ritter threw for 97 yards. We knew the whole time they were a running team and we couldn't stop the run. Like, we just couldn't do it. I mean, they averaged almost six yards a carry. Which which bodes well for our next few games. <sighs> I mean, the next game, especially when it's going to yeah, be under be 20 s- degrees in Cleveland. It's, well, in the, it's gonna, the wind chill is zero for the game. Yeah. It's going yeah. to be less. Right now, they're predicting the wind chill to be zero. With snow. With 50% chance of snow, which it's going to snow. So I, I saw somebody, somebody put a stat. The Saints have never played a game below 20 degrees. Well, they're going to. In their and history. It's. He might play know. two in a row under 20 degrees. Yeah. I mean, so in, again, I mean, <laughs> you can say this about like the last eight games, but this is a game to start Taysom Hill at quarterback. Maybe. I mean, like, cause just thinking that anyone should be good at throwing the ball in this game just doesn't make sense. I mean, this, Put him Maybe in, you just him, go with him. your power eye and just run the ball. Right. And do the, do the RPO with him and Camara. <laughs> Yeah, but the, no, see, no, that, dude, the the RPR, the RPR, <laughs> or the RRR, RRO, yeah, the RRO. That would require us actually formulating a smart game plan, and I just don't think we have that ability right now. Get the uh, <laughs> the old army playbook out. <laughs> no, no, the current army the playbook. Current army playbook. <laughs> Didn't they win a game? Or, was yeah. it them or Navy won a game this year without throwing a pass or without completing yeah. a pass? They were zero yeah. for one. Zero for one. Yeah, <laughs> and one <laughs> against the top <laughs> twenty-five team. That'd be one way to get yeah. the ball out of Dalton's hands. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. I know. We talked about him yesterday on the instant reaction, but Alonte Taylor. Just want to go back and talk about his performance. You know, fifth highest rated cornerback on. I know it's PFF, and they make up the rules as they go along. But but Alonte Taylor was the fifth ranked cornerback this weekend. Four, four pass breakups. That's a pretty impressive performance. And like we said, he should have had two interceptions, maybe even three, three yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he uh, he definitely deserves some credit. And, you know, when Lattimore comes back in 2026, we might have a decent, uh, <laughs> might have a decent set of cornerbacks. Yeah, the, the, the idea of him, Lattimore, and Adebo with their athleticism and length and just, I mean, what, what Lattimore, what, doesn't matter what's going on with him. He's amazing. Um, if you can have the three of them healthy, you you figure out who's going to play the slot and what what's going to happen with that. Um, the one thing we know is that Adebo is not built for the slot. Like they've talked about that, he's just not one of those guys that's going to cross over well for that. Um, what becomes interesting is, I mean, Taylor looks like with his athleticism and all that stuff that he would be okay to learn the slot, but he'd have to learn the slot. We've seen Lattimore in the slot a whole lot in his career as he's followed receivers around. Is it just a stupid, crazy idea to say the the best cornerback in the NFL has also had the most experience in the slot? And that's just if these other two guys are starting quality, 
I mean, is that your easiest path of getting all three of them on the field and not one of them not having a learning curve? Yeah, I mean, is I that mean, just, just stupid to move? I mean, put them where he can make the best, you know, the most out of them, make the best plays. I don't I mean, care we're, where we're talking it about is. Make, we're, yeah, we're talking about making this group good, not just what what's the best for Lattimore. I mean, Lattimore's already got his contract and got paid. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's it's an interesting thing if you're if Lattimore is okay with it. Yeah, you're already giving me eighty million dollars or however much he's we're paying him. Sure, I'll go. I'll play whatever. As, as long as he can guard Mike Evans in those two games, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It is well, be, to be fair, Mike Evans isn't going to have anybody throw into him. Well, most likely, so yeah. it may he's not matter. Off a lot too this year, Mike Evans. Uh, yeah, his his injuries—he's gotten injured every year for five years in a row. This year, he just even not injured doesn't look like he's—he's mm. he's not the top five receiver he was. Has he got his thousand yards yet this year? Though I think he has, hasn't he? I don't even know. Mike Evans. Yeah, but they have an extra game. It's not the same. No, it's not. It's not the same. <laughs> well, if he already has it, it's the same. <laughs> so, and, you know, one other thing, maybe two next week to try to get more players involved. Use Shahid in the run game. Give him some screens. Do do something. Do some movement. Reverses. <laughs> so, Mike, Mike I mean, Evans has 888 yards. Okay. There is it? Right, okay. So, yeah, so he's probably going to get it then, isn't he? Yeah, he'll get it. He'll get it. Is there a way we can get a note to the Saints that they should uh, talk to Sean Payton about what cleats they should wear this weekend? <laughs> like, let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. Yeah. There's going to need to be some sort of cleats um, brought in that are special. We need to have a, an alternate for halftime. Can we just go ahead and like talk about that? that somebody's going to have to get on cleat watch. Somebody uh, get Mike Bell in for a week. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, a cleat of cleat specialist. Cleat specialist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know today there was there was a picture going around uh, from the Saints locker room when Allen was given his speech and the players, even though they had just won the game, they look so dejected. And I know it's <laughs> it, it, it was it's funny to all the comments that were made, even though a picture, you know, you take a, a snapshot, it could mean anything. But it was funny just to to compare that with what our locker rooms used to be. Yeah, did we they have the disco lights going and right. the music? Disco and lights, the, the music. Was, no, was there, right. was there no, an no, this week? No smoke machine. No, not this week? Nothing. We didn't have that? Yeah. No no, no videos coming out? <laughs> just, I mean, it just uh, just something else just to show the contrast between what we were and what we are now. So the players <laughs> felt like we did about winning last night. Just, ah, okay, <laughs> the, we won. The, great. The, yeah. Any players yeah. that have played with us two years of less don't even know what the Chapa style is. <laughs> they've, never, they've never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> who? L- lucky them <laughs> yes i wish i could be them <sighs> yeah so yeah, hey I mean, look it's just one of those like I, again if i'll we can lean into we can the the moral victory of hurting the falcons like their fan base their feelings because we, we didn't hurt them for their draft pick hurting their feelings just being like we still own you looking at what record we have against them since 2006 is ridiculous I mean, how bad it was before and like how we've honestly completely owned them since then. That's nice to be able to lean into that and meme Falcons fans on Twitter and and all that. Um, But it's also like it's not one of those that you just like beat your chest out and like feel like it was a real victory. Like it was it was ugly against a really bad team with a really bad roster and a guy that's never thrown an NFL pass. I mean, and I mean, it's we made a superstar to the running back. All the highlights I've seen today, they haven't even shown the final score of the game. They've shown highlights of that running back running, shown his yeah, stats, and then like gone to the next. They don't even show the score of the game. It's been about like we made a superstar out of some some young running back. 
Well, and that's, that's we do. yeah. Well, and also look, nobody <laughs> with Peyton and Breeze going, nobody cares about the Saints anymore, and already oh, no. nobody cares about the Falcons. So <laughs> it's we, we talked about it with Mike, but the national media like gave us bad grades on our draft, not because the players we got were bad, but because like it looked like we were going all on all in on a team that's not good. And we were like, you guys are stupid. Have y'all seen our roster? Of course we're going to be good. <laughs> like we all thought that the national media was just idiots. They usually and, are. And like and they normally are, right? But like it just it's, they were completely right. We just we just didn't factor in the coaching issue. Yes. That's what we everyone didn't else in. everyone else knew it was coming coaching. Right, wise. right. They they <laughs> saw Dennis Allen be a head coach before. They saw how bad it was. And you're like, yeah, you know what? Not great. We're like, we're gonna run it back. Right. Uh, to it's, five I, wins. I, I think there is something to like getting a win because I think that whatever happens at the end of the season. It's important for the locker room and the guys that are a part of the future of the locker room to somewhat still like each other and for some bad private or public display of hatred for each other to not happen. Um, and I don't like it's this game wasn't like one of those like you like they're they're celebrating going, hey, guys, yeah, we're still trying like we're you know what? We're still a team, even though it's been a struggling year. We're like this. And, the, and I don't think the next three weeks, the next three weeks could be demoralizing the way that we're going to get ran on. And I just, that's what, that's the one thing I'm worried about. Cause I do want this team to return to greatness and any kind of big problem between two players that are both on the roster next year or problem between player and a coach that's going to be here next year or somebody coming out and publicly saying some stuff about the organization. And that, I mean, could, could really have like long-term ramifications um, bigger than just like, Oh, let's, let's let the off season reset it. And so I just, I'm worried about that. I mean, maybe part of the the photo that we saw today was the players realizing, yeah, uh, look, look who's on our schedule the next three weeks. It's, well, and they, they saw the weather forecast and what's like, degrees next that. week? Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can we just play in the dome, please? Right. But you know, I'm I'm going to enjoy this win because I like sweeping the Falcons. Fuck and the Falcons. This is th- this is all we have to celebrate this year. This is this is what we've got a, a twenty one to eighteen win against a bad team that we tried to blow it in a oh, Superdome with a lot of empty seats. Can you imagine like taking the two wins against the Falcons this year and trying to find a highlight video of the two games together about what we did? Like it's all fourth quarter Jameis and a, pa- a Taysom pass to Rasheed Wallace. Like it's <laughs> like you can Rasheed nitpick Wallace. a couple of things, but like it's. <laughs> It's not great. <laughs> you're you're picking a couple of throws by Jameis in the fourth quarter and one throw by Taysom, and then you're like, well, that was gay. A couple of Michael Thomas catches. Yeah. Yeah. Now Jeer's running all that. He played that's... he played this year? He played in 2022. <laughs> that's the one highlight. He he did, and it was fucking glorious. It was great. Somebody's <laughs> was gonna, great. gonna see that and be like, oh, they put an old Michael Thomas highlight from like 2017 in there. That's nice. <laughs> that that was back when we still thought we had a chance. Uh, yeah, let's times. be let's be honest, right? I know, I know, but there were alarm bells in that game, weren't there? That things weren't <laughs> going to be quite as good as we thought they were going to be. And, and the thing <laughs> there is, there were this, alarm bells. Here's the stupid thing, and I'll I mean I, the thing that I tell everybody else not to do. There's this alternate universe in this game where David Johnson doesn't fumble. We go up twenty-one to three. Atlanta then goes, we can't fucking run the ball. We got to throw the ball. We're down three scores. And they can't throw the ball. 
So they actually do throw an interception. I mean, this game has like this alternate universe where it's we win 28 three. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, right. There, there's this, I mean, seriously. And I mean, that alternate universe instead results in the last four minutes of the game. Let's go. We're going to fucking lose. And this is embarrassing. I got an alternate sucks. universe like, for you. Mark Ingram doesn't step out one yard short of the first down. We win that game and we're in first place in the first, first south right now. Yep. There's your, your, your alternate point. universe. Or, or we don't throw a Callaway weird pass. Or I mean, there's, there's yeah. yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of yeah. goofy. What if? Yeah, if so, we didn't a lot do of that dumb shit season. against the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that this season. So, I mean, we've done dumb shit in every game this year, apart from probably the Raiders game. I don't yeah. think we did any dumb shit in the Raiders game. I, did we? Yeah. I can't remember. I'm sure if we went back and looked, we could. We didn't something. even. I don't know if we had an opportunity. Well, I mean, you, okay, but to go back to the Raiders game, what we were winning, it was 21 to zero at this early in the third quarter, right? Like we didn't score. We scored three points in the last points 25 minutes of the game. There's some dumb shit in there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. Okay. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I mean, we just stopped yeah. trying to move the ball or showed that we all of a sudden weren't able to, which is, yeah. Just keep doing what we're doing. Yep. That That's is the, the formula phrase of the season. <laughs> That's the <laughs> you, formula. You're going to see it every week. So, so moving on, we did record yesterday before the game last night uh, between New York and Washington. And of course, at the end of the game, there were two wild penalties that everybody is up in arms. Um, you know, the pass interference, obviously, oh, how could you not call that? Well, yeah, you saw that four years ago and nobody told, it's like, oh, get over it. Until it happens to your team, nobody cares. So now it happened to another team, people care. So, it, you know, the, the NFL has had an officiating problem and they don't, they don't give a shit. They don't, they just don't care. But I will say that the one with McLaurin where he, now look, it's not the ref's job to tell him anything, but it's weird. He looked over, checked to make sure he was right. The ref said, get closer. And he, no, the, get closer. The and he said, did it. Closer. And even like the, and even after he said it, the ref was like, he, you could tell he was ready to do that, but it he does put his bring, hand on his pocket straight away. It, it does close enough. He told bring me to get closer. In, bring in oh, the, the questions of, is he doing this on purpose? Or their gambling thing is, it just brings in a lot of questions. And, and the, the other thing about this play is, it doesn't, there is no, if he doesn't call it, maybe on the next play, on that play, Washington scored a touchdown. So, I mean, like in, in all these other ones, even with ours, you sit there and say, if there's a penalty, it's first and goal from the one, which most likely you get in. But I mean, we've seen lots of people. This one, it's a hundred percent a touchdown, yeah. not a, not a, oh, well, then they get three more shots at it. Like he scored on that play. It directly took points off the board, not gave them an opportunity to score. Like it's just, it's a weird one. Yeah, I think I think the point you were making, Jason, is it shows that NFL referees can deliberately influence a game. I'm not saying they do. I'm not saying they do. I, I mean, they I have do. recently watched the um, Untold on Netflix with Tim Donahue and the Flagrant Foul. It's called. So, you know, there's precedent in American sports of results being manipulated. Well, so and and let's that 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 did everything but tell you that somebody gave Tim Donahue a whole lot of money to not tell the other people that have the, the names of the other people that were also in it, because you can tell from his story that there's five other referees that were doing the same thing as him. Well, at least you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. you can tell from the story 
that, that there's there's a lot more going on. Well, he um, said, didn't he, that they used to ring around when they knew when they were on the same stat, when well, on the same game, and they said, right, we're going to call Palmin on, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It's just, yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not saying that it is happening, but it shows that it can be done, and that's the type of thing that will influence results. Yeah, and the NFL doesn't seem to give a shit or do anything about it. Vegas well, is way too accurate on their point spreads for anyone to think otherwise. Like there'll be games where it should be a blowout one way or the other, and they'll put the point spread at very little, and it you know it hits. Like it's just there's no way they can be that accurate all the time. Almost like putting a team in Las Vegas was a bad idea. <laughs> well, I will say one thing. One thing the NFL referees have fixed before, but could not fix this week was a Patriots game. Wow. Yes. Is is this the worst play in NFL history? I've never seen anything like that. It has to be. It has to be. It's the most knuckle. Because, again, it's one thing if that play happens when you're losing and you're trying to come back. Like, you're, you're, you're going overtime. Like, I like, wonder if he thought they were losing overtime. the game. I wonder it's if he just, thought they were losing and like just wasn't looking at the scoreboard. Like, I, I, I don't no, know. But but all we've heard about, I mean, for years, that one thing Bill Belichick does is prepares people mentally for every play and how it might happen. And then and then you know, he does that in training camp and all through the week. But then the right before the play, they had to have talked about it. It's I mean, the it's yeah. the craziest thing. That, that might get that wide receiver cut, right? That might. <laughs> I mean, with Belichick. Belichick, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe maybe Belichick's just lost his fastball. I mean, he's almost seventy years old. You know, uh, can we can we take a second to talk about Mac Jones's attempt at the tackle, though? <laughs> <laughs> that was almost as good as that, when uh, that's a Matt Ryan level. Arthur Matt Ryan yeah. trying to get shy total. Which again, I'm going to bring it up again. It's the stupidest play ever because they called Cam Jordan for a block in the back on Matt Ryan as shy total stiff yeah. arms him when Cam yeah. Jordan didn't, doesn't even touch him. So. Doesn't yeah. even get a touchdown for that. Fucking referees. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's pretty, you know, pretty eventful weekend in the NFL, especially when you had games on Saturday and Sunday. You had the biggest comeback in the history of the regular season. And Monday, you got some tonight, too. <laughs> on Saturday. And look, that's How, why the Cowboys game was crazy yesterday. Yeah. Right. Now, all I need is one more win by the Jaguars to hit my over six and a half. So it's looking good. I think they still play Houston this year. So I think I might actually hit a bet. It's a miracle. (laughs) It is a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. So speaking of Christmas, we got another weekend of games. So I was looking at the schedule. I mean, there's game. There's a lot of games on Saturday. There's still also games on Sunday. I just figured they would load them all up on Saturday. There's three games on Christmas Day, isn't there? And two of them are terrible. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of games that weren't really the best. Honestly, the way this league is, this year has gone, it's really tough to even like nitpick and select good games right now because every there's very few like games against winning teams with winning records against other teams with winning records um, that are going well, like, on even at all. I mean, again, there's like there's only a couple of good teams. Like you could say, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles. I mean, even, you know, even the fucking Vikings, yeah, they're 11 and three. They seem like the most fraudulent 11 three team. The 49ers, okay? So maybe that gives you four good teams. Then you got a bunch of mediocre teams. And then you got a bunch of shitty teams. But it, it it's crazy. This has to be the fewest collection of teams that you give them, like, yep, 
I could see them winning the Super Bowl. I mean, maybe that you might want to sneak sneak the Bengals in there. Maybe, dude. Josh but, Allen is so freaking good. Like he was making some plays yesterday. That was. I just, really want to see a Bills Eagles Super Bowl. That would be good. And you know, a, a final four of Bills Chiefs 49ers Eagles would be pretty good. As much as I d- really dislike those two NFC teams, but <laughs> at least it'd be fun games. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we, the Saints do play on Saturday uh, at noon in Cleveland. Projected weather, wind chill zero. Hey, tickets as oh. low as $6. So if anybody wants to take a trip up there, you can get in pretty cheap. <laughs> but I'll pass. Thanks. So Deshaun Watson has not looked great since being reinstated, although they did win this past week. He did play better, but you have to think. The Saints gonna, enter the chat. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, great way to get great player to give a 250 man guarantee to. Uh, you have to yeah. think it's it, it's going to be it's going to be Chubb and Hunt, and and after after watching what the Falcons did to us last week, it's hard to argue that Cleveland's not going to be able to do the same. Yeah, I mean they have a blue, uh, blueprint right there, on tape in front of them. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no reason to believe that those two guys aren't going to run for a ton of yards. And they're both, I mean, guys that sh- seem like they're probably going to be able to run in this kind of weather and have ran in this kind of weather. Um, there's certain running backs that this probably doesn't bode well for them. This looks like it's right up there, um, Allie. And, and, and Jason, like you were saying, you could take a, 10 friends and family to this game for the price of one hour massage. Um, <laughs> it's uh, maybe something to, to think about. A massage. But I mean, yeah, you're gonna leave with probably the flu or something. Get in that fucking freaking weather. D- d- depends yeah, on what, what would you leave with after the massage, though. That's the that's happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're Deshaun Watson, apparently not. <sighs> so yeah, I it's uh, I I do wonder. Do they do we formulate a game plan and incorporate a lot more? three linebacker sets with uh with with davis and ellis and and werner after after werner came back for, this past for week. sure i think, I think the next two to. weeks the next two weeks you need the three of them on the field a whole lot um i mean definitely the key is going to be can we get you know can we get some interior defense you know can the defensive tackles hold, no hold absolutely not. Gaps? And that's, no, not at all I mean, they they haven't been able to do it with great footing. I mean, against this, I mean, this just, I just, I just, I don't see a way this looks good. I mean, and I was, I was saying it, I, I really think that Cleveland's going to run for 280 yards. I mean, I, I, I will be amazed if Deshaun Watson throws for over 150 yards. He may not yeah, even yeah. throw 15 passes. No, I mean. So then, do, do the Saints also come up with some kind of crazy running game plan and incorporate more taste? A game plan from the Saints in this economy? What are you talking about? They're going to put Taysom Hill under center every play. <laughs> That's the game plan. They're, they're going to like I have I have no reason to believe that they're not going to call exactly the same plays they normally do. Uh, We're going to throw the ball on first down. It's terrible weather, and we're going to get an incompletion. We're going to run it behind the center on second down. And then two yards know. maximum. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, what, what are we talking about? Do you know how frustrating it's going to be watching this game? This is going. And now 
it's just Christmas Eve this, as well. Right, and, 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 Christmas, and being Christmas Eve, yeah. Just because of this weather, this is probably going to be a really ugly game anyway because, I mean, the way the wind's going to be – because it's not just the snow. It's going to be the wind and it's – you know, if it, it can be 37 and snowing and you can play some football. Zero oh. and snowing and, I mean, the wind that's going to be happening, 25-mile-per-hour winds. The only it's going to be thing. ugly, ugly football. The only good thing is with all the running, maybe it'll go by quicker because the clock won't be stopping as much. Well, yeah, if this it's, could it's, be a two and a half hour game maximum, that'd be lovely, man. It, well, it's a good thing we have a consistent punter who we have a lot of faith in. This but it's Christmas Eve, so I'm going to be drinking from about midday. So kicking uh, a rock. Be, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally kicking a rock, yeah. I'd rather hang out at Nakatomi Plaza on Christmas Eve <laughs> than watch this game. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it. Yes, we are. We are. Wait, and I'm, and I'm still going <laughs> to predict that the Saints are gonna win. Wow. Of course you are. <laughs> okay. Well, what kind of score are you gonna give then, James? You're not going 13, for the zero-zero tie. Thirteen ten Saints. Wow. Is that because there's a mixed extra point because of the weather? <laughs> Wait, you think there's gonna be field goals? Field goals. I don't think it's gonna be field goals. What the hell's yeah. going on? The kicker no. won't be able to throw it through the upright. So do you <laughs> think do you think both teams, whenever they score a touchdown, they just go for two every time? A hundred percent. Like so why now you're you? gonna so now you're gonna have some scoregami coming into play. You're you can see they, 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 they score the touchdown, they put up the one, and Gilligan's like, ah oh, man, I'm hurt, coach. Uh, my knee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like <laughs> a hamstring's tightened up in this cold. Okay, oh, nine. No, 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 no. That's no. not gonna work. I'm right. gonna go, I know. No, Eighteen six Saints. Three touchdowns, no extra points, and one touchdown for Cleveland, no extra point. Eighteen six. I'm gonna 16, go 16, 8 Saints. <laughs> Make I'm a gonna go. You think we're gonna make two two point conversions? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go eighteen. But is my prediction? Leave me alone. I'm gonna go eighteen fourteen Browns with us missing a two point conversion and then getting a two point conversion to get to fourteen. So we're gonna miss one. We're gonna get one, and we'll finish with fourteen. Okay. So, so I was actually I, I like the eighteen for the Browns. That's what I predict too, because I think they're gonna score two touchdowns, two do two point conversions, and then we're gonna get a safety by kicking a ball all around. <laughs> oh, shit. Um. So I do like the eighteen. Um. But I'm gonna I'll I'll do. I mean, I'll give us six, eighteen six. So I have eighteen six Saints. You have eighteen six Cleveland. Yes. Okay. Wow. And I I don't have a lot of faith in the six. <laughs> oh, I think this we'll is find- gonna be a fun Christmas Eve. I mean, their, def- I, I, their defensive line is is monstrous, and yeah, like I mean, to, to, I mean, it, there could be some follies going on. I mean, Alvin Kamara is a guy that if he gets past the defensive line, seems like one of those guys that could glide on the icy snow, and and you know, actually outrun people. I just don't know how he's going to get past. <laughs> I mean, past their defensive line. That's just tough. No. Yeah, I think Dalton's going to get sacked about five or six times. At well, it should, should be. record in Cleveland. Does Dalton have a good record in Cleveland? Well, you know, he's played Probably there a bunch not. of times. He's such Probably a pale. Not, not in the playoffs. A, such a pale ginger. All you're going <laughs> to no. see is red hair <laughs> when he gets sacked. You're just going to see the beard. It's going to blend in with the snow. Oh, man. Well, this ought to be a fun Christmas Eve. I mean, the, they're there at least has to be a conversation right about that Taysom should get 25, 30 snaps. 
I mean, I, and I don't think it's one of the things you can wait to the to you on the field and be like, hey, this is a, it's a little cold out here. Maybe we should do something different. But that's exactly what, what we would do. We've seen we've seen we just the stupidity. To, just, just just get Taysom under center, taking snaps, rolling <laughs> rolling out, bootlegging. We we got to watch game where Taysom Taysom and Andy Dalton switched every play for a couple of drives. Was that the Raiders game? Yes. I can't remember. Um, no, but, no, but no. Are we gonna? Because uh, I was that was the game I was at. No, so that was the Rams. It was the Rams game. Rams, Rams game. game. Rams game. But that you might see but, a bit of that. But James, to be clear, that wasn't on purpose. And the coaching staff didn't even realize that we switched quarterbacks every single play for the first quarter of the game. They didn't even realize it. Oh, is that really? Is that really what happened? Or was it just they couldn't believe it after the game? They, oh, we didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. <laughs> You're 2022 Saints, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Can't you tell we're all looking forward to this game? Oh, man. All right. Okay, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let us now move into pickups. It's all about the king, you fall like the rest. Your failure is not success. It's all about control. We make it. I will deliver the pain, you can't take it. I'm in control. And shockingly, uh, you know, we it, this kind of shocked a lot of us. We just assumed, oh, Jeff would have found a, found a way to cheat. He'd still be in first. Apparently, Jeff is not in first. We've got, let's see, we've got the mailman is in first, followed by J.A. Arilla, and then Jeff is right behind in third. Um, then he's got Big, e- Big Easy Gajon, James, Mr. Coach Klein, Drummer, Mark Brennan, Tom Ensign, myself, and then Wesley. And those are, that's, that's all your players that are 500 or above. There's actually nobody at 500 even. We're all above 500. Then you've got Scott, Jambalaya Brothers, Sands, Hobbs, Paul Perrett, Ben and Neil battling it out for for last. We've got Allie Gibbs behind, but I think he may have missed a, a week or two, so Jeff gave him a few losses. But anyway, we got Ben and Neil battling out for for last place for the for the people who care. So doesn't that happen every year? Neil's at the bottom pretty much every year. And sometimes I mean, I'm there Ben's, with him. Sometimes. Ben's clearly at the bottom. Ben's usually, I, at Ben's most usually points a, in his life. Yeah, I'm about to say Ben's usually a bottom. Um, I have definitely taken a a hard tumble after being up top. I mean, it's it's been a rough, I think, three weeks for me. So Yeah, you have sunk. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. There's still time for me to make it up, but I'm running out. That extra drinking you're having to do at those holiday parties isn't going well for oh, you. No, definitely not. <laughs> and at the Saints game when I'm not planning to drink and then Mike shows up. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll drink. See him once a year. So Let's get into this week's slate. Like I said before, we've got game Saturday. We've got game Sunday. We've got the New York Giants coming off a win last night against the Commanders. They traveled to Minnesota to play a Vikings team who was coming off a crazy emotional win. Maybe there's some kind of letdown. The Vikings just seem like the most fraudulent 11-3 and team in the history of the NFL. It's I, I, I can't wait for them to just get bounced round one of the playoffs because you know it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this game's in Minnesota. Vikings are favored by three and a half. I'm, I, I know we were just shitting on the Vikings, but I'm taking them at that spread. Yeah, yeah I'm, ta- I, I'm taking the Vikings too. <laughs> yeah, I can't take Daniel Jones on the road. Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings. The, the Giants have scored between 18 and 22 points the last five weeks. And even if the Vikings are terrible, they're, I mean, they're going to score over 22 points without thinking about it. So this next game is going to be interesting. The line had started to move one way, and it didn't make a lot of sense. But now word is coming out. 
um, that one of the quarterbacks may miss the, is probably going to miss the game. So it kind of does make more sense. The Philadelphia Eagles coming off of another win. They travel to Dallas to play a Cowboys team that had a late, late loss to Jacksonville. But the big news here is it looks like Hertz probably will not play with a shoulder injury, but you can guarantee he'll be healthy for the Saints game in two weeks. So it's probably going to be 2023 Saints starting quarterback Gardner Minshew. Yeah, is Gardner Minshew a downgrade from Jalen Hurts? Why is everybody <laughs> flipping the line on this? I, I I don't know, but Dallas is favored by five and a half. That's a big line. Yeah, I'm I'm, ta- I'm, I'm taking the Eagles on the points. So am I. Yeah, I, I'm, I that's too to. big. That's too many points. I'm taking the points as well. All right, our next game we got the Cincinnati Bengals coming off another come from behind win against Tampa yesterday. They traveled to England to play a Pats team that's coming off the craziest ending to a game. Mac Jones looks like he sucks, which is crazy. Last year, he was like, oh, we got Mac Jones. He's our guy. And now, just like that, he sucks. Um, like I said, I think – I know Belichick wants to get the all-time coaching wins record. I think he's like 20-something short of um, of uh, Dolphins coach, of Shula. So he's going to try to stick it out. But, man, at 70 years old, sometimes – at some point, no matter how good you are as a coach, you just lose it. So this game's in New England. And the Bengals are favored by three and a half. I'm taking Cincinnati anyway. And you might as well just put Scott down for it as well. Yeah, I'm taking the Bengals. Um, what they've been looking like, and I know we've referenced it a couple of times, they look like a team that just like last year is heating up for a possible, I mean, Super Bowl run. Um, I, I don't, nobody wants to play them. Their defense has been playing okay. If they can actually play four quarters of football, they'll blow the, does blow everybody out um yeah but what there, there's actually a argument of whether or not jamar chase or t higgins is better and that's not i mean jamar chase is better but t higgins is not playing like a number two um he looks amazing with what he's doing he's coming into his own wait a minute him. wait a minute what wasn't there a lot of joking about t higgins several weeks ago that was a lie told about that he was the one that was dominating jamar chase had more yards than him at the time the comment okay. was made okay no, yes, no, no, but Ben, Ben, we can, Scott. Yeah, okay. Ben made the statement that T Higgins was the Bengals' main weapon or threat. Okay, um, I'm uh, rolling with Joey B. God, we all have the same pick so far through three games. This is interesting. Have y'all seen how bad I've been the last three weeks? <laughs> all right, maybe, uh, maybe uh, you're learning to follow us, uh, maybe so. Yeah, and now we've kind of run into you know, there really aren't a ton of good games. So I decided to go with a game that could be just kind of interesting just because you never know what you're going to get out of these teams. Las Vegas Raiders coming off that crazy win against New England. They travel to Pittsburgh to play a Steelers team that beat Carolina this week. I don't know if I would assume that Pickett will be back out of the concussion protocol and it won't be Mitch Trubisky. Um, But these are a couple of legacy franchises and you just never know what you're going to get. So I decided to roll with this game. It's in Pittsburgh. Steelers are favored by two and a half. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Yeah, give me Pittsburgh. Okay, I'm taking the Raiders. Um, the Raiders are four and one in their last five games. Um, they've started off the season really bad, and it's like, not like they played great, but they've been finding a way to win games. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to take the Raiders as well. This comes down to the weather. Uh, Josh Jacobs is way better than Harris. Um, if So if it comes down to that. All right, and now we will move to our shitty game of the week. Here we go. 
Is it the Saints versus the Browns? It could be. <laughs> it's a shame we really can't pick the Saints for a shitty game this week because uh, they definitely could. So we, we might got... have to revisit that rule next year. Yeah, right, right. Um, no, it's. I have... think it's clear. I think it's clear what the shitty game is. Well, then week. every game would be the shitty game of the week. <laughs> so we've got the Denver Broncos. Woo! Yeah. Coming off an actual win last week against Arizona behind Brett Rippin at quarterback. <laughs> they actually scored more than 20 points. How about that? Don't, don't even have to pay him $230 million. Um, they travel Los Angeles to play a Rams team that is playing tonight against Green Bay. They will have Baker Mayfield. We'll see if he can k- keep the momentum up from last weekend's finish. So we'll, we'll see what they do tonight. But this game is in Los Angeles, and the Rams are getting one point at home. Brett Rippon is favored on the road. I will take the Rams. Give me the Broncos. The Rams are going to have a short week. I am going to take Denver as well. I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. I'm definitely taking the Rams. All right, so that's your pickups this week. We've got the Giants at the Vikings. Vikings favored by three and a half. Eagles at the Cowboys. Cowboys favored by five and a half. Bengals at the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are home dog, getting three and a half at home. The Raiders at the Steelers. Steelers favored by two and a half. And our shitty game, the Broncos at the Rams. Rams are catching one point at home. So don't forget to get your pickums in, send them so Jeff can like them, and we'll see if he can kind of cheat this week. I mean, he did see a bunch of questionable officiating this week from the NFL, so maybe he thinks he can get away with it next week so he can get back up in the first place. So now that pickums are out of the way, um, any well, final? Well, I was gonna say, while we're talking about the kind of mixture of pickums on the Saints games, the over-under on the Saints game is 32 and a half. I think it's like the easiest under I've ever heard. Now, of course, there's going to be like 75 points scored. But 32 and a half with a zero degree game with snow, I just I can't I can't see 32 points being scored. That's that's a crazy high over under. But like Scott just said, Vegas always kind of proves us wrong with these and knows something. Uh, yeah. Right. It, yeah, it looks pretty pretty they, weird. Know, they know something we don't. Cleveland's gonna end up scoring 30 points against us. Well, <laughs> still could be under 32 and a half with that. <laughs> it could well, be. If the Saints get a safety, there you go. There's your 32. Yeah, points. there's your 32. Yeah. Still the under. <laughs> All right, so with that, we will move to final thoughts. Anybody? We beat the Falcons, but we still fucking suck. No I'm surprised you didn't go with the LSU. LSU. I'm, I'm, I've got the LSU. I'm wearing the shirt. I figured so. you go on then, cover, go on right? then, Wesley. You you jump into that one then. Yeah, a uh, big big week from LSU. Um, you know, I've had a few players drop off, but nothing like shocking going into the uh, into the transfer portal all, or nothing to be too sad about. Um, just kind of the one thing is. We'd had a few cornerbacks leave that we were like, eh, we just need some depth. We don't know if those guys are good or not, but we need them to stay in case. Um, signed two huge cornerbacks this week. Um, one, uh, Toviano from here in Arlington, Texas, um, looks really good. And then uh, the number one cornerback, the number two player overall for 2024, reclassed to 2023. So he's a year away. After reclassing, he was dubbed the number one cornerback in the 2023 class. Um, but uh, Desmond Ricks out of Florida, um, he's been going to IMG Academy the last year and has just skyrocketed into looking like one of the best cornerbacks to come out of um, high school in a while. Um, he chose LSU today. And it's huge news. There's also a receiver from Alabama that, I mean, we have like, we're going to have one of the deepest receiver rooms there's ever been in college football. Uh-huh. But this guy can return kicks and punts, which nobody in LSU can apparently do. So that, I mean, he's kind of upgrading us in two ways. Um, There's a couple of other big ones that are coming in the next couple of days too, with the national signing day. 
um, happening that uh, looks like the LSU um, uh, hall could be great. And uh, the numbers haven't come out since Desmond Ricks, but we are at least number three in the uh, uh, number three class. And it could be, I mean, we fighting for number two here um, pretty quick. Yeah, I was going to ask where where are they ranked now after after Rick. So who's got the number? Is it Georgia that've got number one, or is Alabama? Bama, huh? I think Bama. Bama. Right. There's there's looking like there's going to be some attrition from Alabama though. There's a couple of uh, weird things and rumors going on about people that are going to declass, and then a couple of the guys uh, um, or decommit, and then there's a couple of guys that uh, they were hoping to flip, like Desmond Ricks, that just aren't aren't going to give them a shot now. I'll just once false. Small final thought. I'm heading to the arena tonight to watch Giannis and the Bucks play against the Pelicans. <laughs> Hopefully, we can get back to a winning streak. There will no be there will be no Pelican plunge for a while because it appeared to be a little bit of bad luck. But that's okay. Sometimes, look, a lot of media were, were blowing smoke up the Pelicans' ass after the weekend they had against Phoenix last week. So it may not be such a bad thing to get kind of knocked down, kind of humbled a little bit. So hopefully. They can kind of right the ship, and really, they they need Ingram back, bad. Adding a guy like that, who you, a crunch time scorer, who if if some other shots are, are aren't falling for some of the other guys, usually you can rely on him. And man, they just got to start rebounding the ball. They've really been struggling with rebounding the ball, so hopefully, they kind of get that drilled into their heads. How long till Ingram is back? Because it's all gone a little bit quiet, hasn't it? Yeah, he's he had a little bit of a setback. No, the scans were clean, they said, but we're I think we're going to get an update within the next day or day or two. So. I'm hoping maybe within the week, but we'll see. So with that, we want to thank everybody for joining us uh, on the Dome Patrol podcast today. We have enjoyed sweeping the Falcons, so hopefully this is not the last win of the year, but there's a good chance that it could be, um, judging by our kind of outlook and, and how excited we are for the, for the game this weekend. But we'll still be here for you every week, doing our instant reaction shows and doing our main show and doing pickups, you know, to kind of give you some fun with pickups. So you can like us on Facebook, Twitter. You can check us out the old-fashioned way, Dome Patrol podcast. Uh, Say bye bye, donkeys. Bye bye, pelican plunge donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> no lies told. No I'm lies told. Fan. I'm a Mavs fan. <laughs> Good night, Hootat Nation. Amos 4D gummy, Amos 4D gummy, Amos 4D gummy in my hand. Gonna open them up, got to share them with my a beautiful fan. So many choices, so many flavors. Take them all out and share them with your neighbor. Gummy blocks and gummy fruits and gummy cocktails for me and you and both. Uh, we got the gummies. We got the gummies. We got the gummies. I was thinking about something I wanted to ask you guys. So all, have all of y'all watched Andor? No. Yeah, I have. James, you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure, yeah. So and really, I, I think that it is one of the best TV seasons that's ever been put out um, of any kind of show. Um, I, I wonder, and I love how, like Jason said, like there was no lightsabers and stuff like that in it and kidnapping little kids and all. But... I, obviously, I don't think if it, if it hadn't been a Star Wars show, I don't think it would have got the viewership that it did and the publicity. 
But I think if it had not been in the Star Wars universe, it would be like one of the three best shows that's ever been put on TV. Like, I think that was distracting of people like, well, how does this relate to this? And have I seen this person? Just the, the a sci-fi spy show, it's one of the best shows that's ever been put out. Um, it, it's funny after like after watching the finale, it's like I want to go watch Rogue One right now. But then it's like, well, do I, do I want to watch Rogue One yeah. now, or do I want to wait until season? Because yeah. I want to I want to see season two right now, right? And then watch how I, how I basically decide I'm going to go back and watch it again and make myself not think about Star Wars at all and not because I think there's just like this like cloud and a, not necessarily a bad cloud, but a cloud there of well. How does this, you know, where's Darth Vader? What's he doing during this? And what's going on with this? And it just, if you just can look at it as a spy show that's set in the future with something you can travel around in spaceships, like it's just a badass show. And one of the things too is that they didn't shoehorn any cameos like, nope. like they've been doing I, with a lot of the other shows. It's kind of like, all right, who's going to show gonna do it? Like it's the mixture of hoping they do it and then worrying <laughs> that they're going to do it. Like, ugh, like it just yeah. separate from that is an awesome show. But Tony Gilroy's Tony Gilroy's amazing. Like it's the, the episodes in the middle where he's on the prison ship. That nothing really happens, but there's so, there's so much incredible. suspense around. Mm-hmm. So much suspense around those episodes. The, the dialogue that Tony Gilroy puts into his shows and movies is just second to none. I mean, what what he does is incredible, and like you, he's one of the few guys that can get away with exposition, um, too, too much exposition, because it's just he's just good. 1923 yeah. started streaming on Paramount, too. And oh, Tulsa, yeah. Tulsa King is really good. I've heard I that from seen, a couple of people. I haven't seen all, every episode yet, but the ones I've watched are really good. I watched Black Adam uh, last uh, night. Sylvester Stallone. Yes. Tulsa King. Is that Sylvester <coughs> yes. Stallone? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I watched Black Adam last night. It's on HBO Max now. And... Um, I'll I mean, probably you, watch. I'll probably watch that soon. If you watch it as maybe like I guess like an action movie as opposed to a DC movie, it's not horrible. Although I mean, I guess now with the cameo at the end, it doesn't matter. The cameo at the end doesn't matter. Well, but, now, now it doesn't. I think right, originally right. they thought he was going to. Right now, it just yeah, now it doesn't. But it's not that horrible. I'm sure I'll watch it at, at some point. So I don't think I will. I it wouldn't. wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good. It's a good action flick. A lot of action. Did you go and watch Avatar last night? Did you say Wesley? I did. Good. I, I do want to watch it. I just okay. don't know when I'm going to watch it. No interest. I, I recommend it. So it, um, it's, I mean, again, it, it's three hours and 10 minutes. It's too fucking long. Yeah. But here's the good thing about it Whoa. being too long is the last hour of it is one of the best hours of action movies ever. Like it, it sets its stuff. It doesn't do, again, it's one of those, he does the exposition very good at the end because they're catching you up on the last 13 years or whatever. Uh, and okay. they do they do that quick. They don't fuck around with that. And I appreciated that because I was terrified that the first hour was going to be, you know, catching us up. It gets into present I mean, day. Like, the Eternals really movie. It does a lot. I mean, obviously, there's the second hour. It's a romance movie. And James Cameron loves the water and loves, you know, but it's a, or it's a family movie, I guess. But it, it actually is really good. But then where you would normally about two hours start being like, okay, when's this fucking movie going to end? The third hour's you get right back in it. There's no like sitting back in your chair, like, uh, please in. Cause the third hour is an incredible, like Terminator two type of action movie. Oh, wow. wow. It's fucking, it's a, a full on war movie breaks out and is as well shot as any fight scenes and war movie and all that can be. Yeah. Maybe it's, I'll see it 
maybe I'll see it the day after Christmas. And again, James Cameron's not the he's all the visual stuff and the war stuff is great. He's the one that he doesn't write good dialogue. I mean, it can go back as great as Titanic was. The dialogue's just awful in it. Um, but the the see it in IMAX 3D. If you have an IMAX close to you, I, we went to the IMAX 3D. Um, you got to. Yeah, see I, it in, I was definitely. I was going to see it in the Dolby 3D. Yeah, it, see it in as high of like um, frame rate and all that yeah. as you can. Okay. Okay. No, it's yeah, it's, go it's good. Watch, get your tickets way ahead of time Christmas too. Be. Be three yeah. quarters of the way back in the middle, right? right. Okay. Or all that, but no, it's it's. I didn't go into it with high hopes. I was like, this is kind of weird that they're doing this. It's it's a good movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, like the first movie was really like there's no, there was nothing. It was so generic, nothing special about it. It was basically just 3D. But I I, I did it, it. It did sound like this movie was actually better than the first one. That's my assumption. So yeah, maybe I'll see it on Monday. Well, there's going to be a third one coming out two years oh, yeah. from right now. Yep. December of 2024, they've announced the third one will come out. Did you hear the thing with Edie Falco? So she's she's in the movie. Oh, okay. somebody somebody asked her today, like, hey, so like, what do you think about um, like Avatar? You know, being in the theaters and like what you've heard about it. And she's like, she goes, oh, I shot it so long ago, I thought it came out and flopped. Oh, <laughs> shit. it was so good. It was so awesome. Uh, <laughs> I need um, to go see yeah, Violent Night. Will. You got to go yeah, see Violent today. Night, man. Saturday, going to watch it Saturday. Jason, you do too. Saturday morning. You yeah, go I, I, I really want to. I got to find time when to go see it. I'll yeah, probably. We, we, we always tend to watch a Christmas movie at home on Christmas Eve. Like we went through the Polar Express and you know the Christmas Chronicles on Netflix and stuff like that. Yeah. But I said to I said to the wife and daughter, I said we're going to go to the cinema to watch a film this year. And I was like, we're going to go and watch Violent Night. And Jess was like, really? And I was like, yes. You're like yes, Santa's in it. Santa's in it. It's fine. Yeah. Jason, you going to wear that LSU shirt to the Pelicans game? I am not. I got to bundle up. I got to wear a lot more than, than this little white thing. <laughs> right. Enjoy the game, mate. And I'll speak to you both later. See you guys All right. Later. Sounds good. Right, bye. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.